Our sponsor today is none other than our Patreon members. You folks are bringing swords and HEMA to listeners worldwide, so thank you. To support our work and receive exclusive benefits, visit patreon.com forward slash swordwomen. Welcome to By the Sword, where we discuss the modern study of historical European martial arts, or HEMA, with instructors, experts and martial artists from all over the world. This is episode three of Swords and Mental Health, where I speak to Jana Datahan in the USA and Kimberly Roseblade in Canada. We discuss women, power, and historical European martial arts. The episode was recorded 10 August 2021. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the By the Sword podcast. This is the episode three of Swords and Mental Health. And I have two guests with me today. I have Jana Datahan in the USA. Say hi, Jana. Hello. Hello. And I also have Kimberly Roseblade in Canada. Hi. Hi. So, <laughs> thank you both for agreeing to join me. I'm really looking forward to this chat. Um, so today our topic is women and power. So uh, uh, femme presenting people and power. So how society uh, tries to uh, rob us of our power uh, and the sort of battle to take it back and how HEMA comes into that. So let's start off with the infantilization of women. It's something that you hear about. And sometimes maybe people aren't quite clear on what that exactly means. So, uh, Kimmy, what do you take that to mean, the infantilization of women in society? It's the idea that, um, in my mind, that the infantilization of women, it's the way that we're always referred to as girls. Mm-hmm. We're always referred to as less than. We are allowed to occupy spaces with men so long as we always remember that we're kind of a guest there, that we've mm-hmm. been allowed in, and you're still a, you're still a girl. You mm-hmm. know, you're not an equal. <laughs> mm. And uh, Jana, where do you think infantilization starts? In my experience, it starts like right when you're growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up in the Philippines and they raise girls a lot differently back home. Um, Mm -hmm. It was only until I moved to the U.S. that my American friends taught me to be assertive. But Mm. that's one thing that they've always noticed about me was that I was not assertive enough. I never speak up for myself. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've always have to, I I, I have to ask people to do certain things for me because I'm very, I I used to be very shy to the point where people thought that I was rude. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it happened that I I was like that because that's how my parents were. That's how they, they raised us. They, they sheltered us and they raised us to be, just meek and not have a voice because Mm -hmm. the expectation is that you know the idea of femininity the idea of you know a a desirable woman at least from what I was exposed to back home was that they were there to serve especially if you are firstborn and I'm a firstborn 
um, daughter. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of, um, there, there's a lot of responsibility as well as like not enough, um, what do you call that? They don't invest in you as much mm-hmm. because as soon as you're born, there are expectations already. Like she, she's going to take care of her family. She's going to get married. She's going to have kids and that's going to be her life. Like that's yeah. almost like a predetermined thing. Like she's not, not like when you're allowed. N- 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 none of these like, you know, outspoken, like, you know, shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like none <laughs> no of those goals, no, no ambitions, nothing just, uh, like, yeah. I like everything that I've built myself up to be, I had to like do it all myself. I had to undo everything that, you know, that I learned when I was growing up and, you know, I had to like strive to be the outspoken person, the strong person that I am because I didn't have any foundation for that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just even like going up to like, you know, a guy or like going up to, the store and buying stuff for myself that used to be a chore that Mm. I could not do that's how that's how sheltered I was so like the the expect the expectation that uh young girls will only grow up to be you know like you say less than not as good as uh Mika uh less assertive kind of comes with this weird um kind of um What's the word? Where at the same time they're expected to be mature more than boys. So like even though they're like you know, little girls are already like doing trying to copy mummy and like getting ready to become a mother one day kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. it's kind of rushing them into that role of mother and uh provider and carer of other people. Um, Your job is to only serve those around you and the yeah. only impetus you have is to make everyone else great or better or yeah. care for at, but you, you never get to enjoy of those labors or the accolades of that. Yeah. A good, a good woman, you know, we've heard the expression, you know, oh, behind every good man, there's a good woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't remember her name in history books. No. Where is she? Yeah. <laughs> Not written exactly. Down. Um, so there's this weird kind of uh, where boys aren't expected to mature ever and I think in terms of HEMA where that can first present a barrier to uh, uh, femme people and women is um, it's difficult to do activities that require physicality um, and play like what I would call like rough play like fighting like rough play is something that boys grow up doing that is very strongly discouraged uh from girls i mean a lots lots of adults i find uh when you introduce them to hema whether they're male or female struggle with the concept of striking another person it's it's really weird but i find that women tend to find that a lot harder and i have to encourage yep. them as an instructor i find that they are the ones that i have to put more effort into encouraging them to actually like make contact to my mask when I'm saying like hit me to the mask yeah. with your sword it's okay this is like really well engineered it doesn't hurt me you can do it even consensual violence yeah. to us even has consensual like... it's very it's a real that's, hurdle mentally that, yeah. that's true I am actually I we did our first uh women's 
sword night last friday yeah and i was um i was able to like help a little bit with the beginners and it's true though like i observed all of the women and they are more careful and they mm -hmm. are more aware of mm -hmm. the impact that they can make on someone like yeah. there's there's a lot of restraint with women with swords loads of apologizing right yes oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry and, and, and there's one thing that i noticed <laughs> a lot of them hesitate yeah a lot of them i i i, I watched uh, like three women um closely last friday and i saw a lot of hesitation in themselves like they would just they know what to do i've i show i you know they they've been shown what to do and then like halfway through the cut that they're doing they start hesitating you could you could see it like they start mm -hmm. hesitating and i'm like you're hesitating they're like yeah i am like just 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 trust your body just do you no know, but we 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 have been socialized not to we've even been yeah, socialized exactly. that in situations where we are not using in a consensual violence situation even when violence is being threatened or placed upon us usually let's face it by a man Mm -hmm. We're even told that what we're supposed to do is is talk them down from it. We need to mm -hmm. placate the situation. Mm -hmm. Even if they're being physical and handsy with us, we are told that our first response should be to play the meat card or try to pacify this. So even when we're under threat, like mm -hmm. we have been yeah. conditioned not to use any sort of force. Mm -hmm or make any sort of presence of ourselves. We're still supposed to even like, quote unquote, fight back through using the most passive of means. Because yeah. God forbid, you know, if you slap a guy's hand off your ass, you might still be the one to have to talk to your manager after work about why you slapped them as opposed to why this guy had his hand on your butt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and in all these different ways, we have been socialized in so many different ways and means in our, of our lives to not to not take any sort of power for ourselves yeah even yeah. when we're defending even when yep. we're defending ourselves we cannot yep. power um and hema kind of gives women a chance to take that back but before i go on to that i was just thinking like what you were saying about your women's night jana like mm -hmm. there's that hesitation uh that you yeah. witness when when folks are starting this and yeah. even people who've been training for many years still have that hesitation sometimes. Yes. But, um, and, we, yes. and we still have that, oh, I'm so sorry, I hit you in the face. Even that you and me both. But, the, you know, there's this kind of, just under that surface, just beyond that kind of, uh, that hurdle, is this power. And that's what draws women in. That's what draws femme presenting people in is that like, there's mm -hmm. something here, there's something drawing me in some kind of power. And I know you felt it, both of you, because mm -hmm. I felt it when I, mm -hmm. when I came to martial arts and it's like, yes, there is something potential here that is just within my grasp. If only I can work out how to get to it, that is going to liberate me from this feeling of powerlessness and this feeling mm -hmm. of not being mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how HEMA gives us a chance to take that back. Um, Kimmy, what was it that, for you, uh, historical martial arts, what potential did that, did that have for you? As a way in which for me to discover my own sort of um, um, 
power and assertion. Yeah, even if you didn't realize that at first. Cause I you know, know, one of the things about Kima particularly, it's not that I didn't do other martial arts and, you know, a- as you know, within the Fiori that I study, I'm a big fan of the wrestling and the dagger, but that's not how I, that's not how I got into Hema. It was through swords, the long, through the long sword. Mm-hmm. And there is something regardless I think of what culture you come from, when you hold a sword or a spear or some sort of weapon like that, and it doesn't matter whether you're a femme presenting person, young or old, you know exactly the feeling I'm talking about that comes over you. And you see it when you put a sword in a three-year-old's hands or an 83-year-old's hands. Absolutely. I think what's, um, this is just sort of like me talking out loud here, obviously it's a podcast, but um, (laughs) sometimes I think that it's almost easier when we can at first place this idea of strength in something outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. this object, this sword, this, this, even though it all comes from inside of us, we're, we're what's wielding the sword, we're the students here, we're the, we're the person in charge, mm-hmm. but we haven't been allowed mm-hmm. to kind of have that yet, or we might self-gaslight ourselves thinking that we don't... Um, we don't deserve this, or it's not really there in us, it is the sword. It's not us, it's this object. Mm. But you know what? It's often that gateway that allows us to soon realize that actually, no, the sword is just a tool that I need and using. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God, yeah, you've really hit the nail on the head. I think think for me, looking back, you know, I, I, I've often said this in an interview, like I, when I first came to my first team of class, it, I took my, my ex along for, I gave him a lift and it's like, here you go. And I sat, <laughs> I sat to one side and held his coat while he had a lesson watching. And, you know, I did not even consider that this was for me. Like, you know, that self gaslighting thing, you just, uh-huh. mentioned, it's just like, that's not for me. I don't deserve it. Like, it wasn't even like, I don't deserve this. Maybe that was it, but it was kind of like, well, that's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out mm-hmm. like, you know, like um, just that holding a sword in your hand does switch on a light bulb behind uh, people's eyes. You see it over and over again. doesn't matter how old or fit mm-hmm. or whatever they are. It's just the potential. And then like there's um, like you say, as you to go on that journey, you realize, you know, the power was within you all along. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's this for an after-school special? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, yeah, the, 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 and then you realize, and that's where the confidence comes in. That's what it gives you. It gives you confidence because yeah. confidence, the word confidence is like um, trust within. Yes. That's what it means. So like to trust within yourself. And it's like, you know, after a while, you kind of prove to yourself, I can do this. And that's mm-hmm. when the confidence kind of goes up. And and I think like... Sword fighting... is hard for femmes. It's yeah. hard for femmes and it's hard for folks that um, if they come from any sort of cycle of like abuse or misuse in the past, and let's face it, yeah. femme presenting people are a demographic that is mm-hmm. almost always faced with these sorts of barriers. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. So we that the, developing that relationship of, of of as Fran said confidence, which has to do with inner trust. Mm-hmm. We have never been told that we're supposed to that we're supposed to count on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and when you think about like your relationship with your body and yourself, like you know when you're conditioned to you know 
the expectation for from society is you know you're supposed to just have babies and be pretty for men like Mm -hmm. have these whole like existence based on the male gaze Mm -hmm. like there's a you you create a different relationship with your body and yourself and it's not yours once you get yeah that there's more to it than having babies and being physically attractive to men you know and i think that you know that's a big part of like what at least in my case a lot of that like you know helped me bridge that disconnect between myself and the Mm -hmm. way i like perceive myself mm. um and that he might helped with that because I, I and i've said this a, a few times already um it did give me the confidence in myself like it made me trust myself because mm-hmm. the whole my throughout my whole life i never trusted myself because mm. again it goes back to the whole infantilization you are helpless mm. you have been conditioned you have been groomed to be helpless and you know when when you've that when that's the type of idea that you've known on all your life the idea of like oh i can do this oh yeah. i can actually do that like that is like ga- that's a game changer that yeah. change that will rock your world because it rocked mine yeah. so <laughs> you know yeah, like, like that, especially coming out of that infantization where you're literally being told that even though you're being groomed to take care of men and that you can be a caregiver but you're not allowed to make your own decisions yeah, you silly yeah. woman don't forget to ask your father ask mm-hmm. your husband uh, yeah. like, like you can't do this alone and yeah and, and, yeah and especially you know like with because with when I was with my abusive ex, he told me like straight up, like you won't be able to survive on your own. You can't like, do this without like me. you can't like I I, I and I believed it because yeah. of how everything had been set up so that I had very little agency and that my you know I was dependent on him for a lot and you know he was the one who got me into Hema but. <laughs> He was just trying to like get me out of his way and that was like one of the things you know one of those diversion diversionary tactics so that you know i can have a hobby and i can just leave him alone or you know i need to be cool enough but Mm -hmm. i ended up being cooler than him But, Sorry, you know, it, it's kind of, yeah, but it, it had a lot of, it had a lot of positive effect, but, but it's not, he put me in front of the door, but I did all of the work. So I'm not giving him any credit for it. Yeah, don't, don't. He's, this has all been my work. This has been my journey. Darn tootin' fig newton. Yep. Uh, you kicked the door down and you got yourself in, um, so the well, you've sustained yourself here. Yeah, the, I have. The thing, yeah. something that comes up a, a lot, I think, I'm going to confess now. Um, uh, particularly in my teenage years, uh, I was what they call a pick me girl. Um, um, you know, I'm not like the boys. I'm sorry, I'm not like those other girls. I'm one yep. of the guys kind yep. of thing. Uh, I, I can do, you know. T- tough stuff uh i'm i'm more i'm just like a guy uh immensely and you know i don't do silly girly things and I, there's no drama and all that kind of stuff listen to even the language you're using all yeah. the things that 
none of this is none of this is like I'm a strong woman, I'm a strong no. girl, I can do the it's you're masculating even the yeah. qualities that you're trying to emulate. Even yeah. if a woman is allowed to possess this or a girl is allowed to possess it, it's not feminine strength. It's always it's always referred to, oh, she's one of the Boy. One of the guys, yeah. Right. Right. Guys. But like that that really struck me where I'm like, wow, listen to the language that Fran is yeah. using. Mm-hmm. And drama, you're like, no drama, that's what that's a girl thing, you know? Yeah. Uh so like the, the pick me girl is like uh, you know, you're trying to appeal to the guys, so it's all about the male gaze still. Um, even though you're thinking that, you know, I'm trying to sort of dissociate myself from feminine, the feminine is bad kind of thing. Uh but still there's that sort of internalized misogyny there, like For sure. trying to get away from um, what's what we take to be this infantilization mm-hmm. and gain power, thinking we can share power with masculinity, but not realizing until it's too late that you will never get it. No. Nope. Never yep. be accepted. No. Nope. Um, yep. And it's, and you know, it's, it's just, you know, it takes, a, it takes a, a while to kind of, I realized that you know you need you need other women sisterhood is what makes us stronger um, absolutely uh, so it's a long long hard lesson <laughs> i would not be here in hema 11 years later mm. if it wasn't for the femme the non-binary and the trans folks in this community that have always always had each other's backs Mm -hmm. um both privately as well as like publicly at events together like Mm -hmm. yeah the 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 sword the swords are what drew me in it's my queer femme envy babies Mm -hmm. that keep me here Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially when i want to walk away and rage quit (laughs) (laughs) i was talking us down from the ledge uh so (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, it, yeah, you like you say, you come for the sword, you stay for the people, and often yeah. the people that are really sort of holding you and you're all holding each other uh, together is is um, you know the your sisters and your MB folks um, and your the queer community, um, and I think that is because you know we are the ones who experience this othering the most, yeah. um, and and that that pu- pulling together and feeling like no I am part of something actually I'm not other I'm part of a community is what makes it so important um I've gone on a little bit of a tangent there that was something I was going to come back to you later but what I was going to come on to now was like so once you've got in the door you've got into HEMA you you know the power is in your hand you have <laughs> I am unstoppable, I am unstoppable. <laughs> so, yeah you get to this and then, you're, then there's a there's another fork in the road there you know the the sexism is still chasing you down like a, a horde of zombies um too many metaphors here but once you get in the the kind of there's a kind of sexist dichotomy uh, there's only two tropes available to women. I found uh, there's the stupid baby who doesn't know what she's doing. Need <laughs> a little babe in the woods. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you. And there's the tough bitch who can kick your ass. Yes. Uh, there's uh, who has absolutely no sense of humor whatsoever. So those are the yes. kind of two personalities available to women in martial arts and there's like you can't just be a student like I remember our conversation Kimmy at Christmas time mm-hmm. uh, when we were saying wouldn't it be nice to just go fence wouldn't it be nice to just go fence and <laughs> that would be so great it would be lovely but no yeah. we have to be a stupid baby or a tough bitch so um 
Kimmy, t- talk us through, like, you know, these stereotypes. Where do they come from? Why oh. do they appear? Why are they so comforting and familiar? Or Again, why can we the, not the, get the, away the, from them? The quote-unquote scenario stems to some extent from the pick-me-girl. Right. The identity of, of, of what makes this woman acceptable is because she is, she's, not, she's no longer a woman. She's masked. She's tough. She's this. She's that. Yeah. Um, then, of course, you have, like, the sweet little, like, you know, doe-eyed baby girl in which, again, then we're, we're going back to the infantization that we were talking about mm-hmm. where, where, again, you're fitting into one of two allotted slots uh, for femme-presenting person. And, mm-hmm. you know, is it, oh, isn't it cute? Look at the girl with the sword. Oh, she's oh. learning. Isn't it nice? And then, you know, we can, then the guys can like clink their glasses and have a couple of beers and go, isn't it great that we're one of those schools that actually has women? That's because we're a really good place. Girls, yeah. girls like it here. Clink, clink, chug, chug. We're some of the good ones. <laughs> Meanwhile, are the girls even part of this conversation or going out for beers after? Nah. No, no, but like, you know, it's, it's, but the moment that a woman decides to be, I don't know, neither of those things. Yeah. Or what if she was to decide to be both? Yeah. She can be a tough boss bitch mm-hmm. who can be demanding and forward. But she can also be sweet and empathetic. And unlike a lot of the folks around her, not be afraid to say I actually don't know. Why don't we try working out that player doing this thing in the corner? Mm-hmm. Oh no, now she has actual depth. I can't fucking handle that. I might have to think of her as a person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I think that goes back to what we were talking about. What I had talked about in the other um, episode where I was talking about one dimensional view of women. And you might get you two know, if we're lucky. what's that? Said we might get two if we're lucky. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just very one dimensional. And, you know, it's kind of like what you were saying, like, oh, my gosh, like this person has depth, like, they're not just like a badass bitch. They're also like all of these other things like, and like, just the idea, like, I, I, I love the, the message, the, the empowering message of being a badass bitch. But like, that's not sustainable to be <laughs> no. on that level, like all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, there are days when you're like, I'm still, a, I'm still a badass bitch, but I'm going to eat this pint of ice cream because I'm feeling like shit today, but I'm still a badass bitch. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, that's just like, it. I think what allows us to be good badass bitches is when we embrace <laughs> the stuff of our femininity that we're told we're not supposed to, like the pick-me-girl. Well, I'm no, I'm no drama. Yeah, oh, exactly. I know. She doesn't cry when she gets upset. She just like, you know, no, you want to know what lets me be a badass bitch? is being able to call my other badass fucking bitches and we've all done this with each other and you sob on the phone and you sit on your kitchen floor and you eat that pint of ice cream (laughs) and then you you do it again because you know what? We aren't one dimensional characters. We are not. And what makes us strong is being able to embrace all these parts of ourselves and neither of them makes us any less or more than. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially, you know, like thinking about like the community in general, like with you bringing up like what we've done this for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have experienced like a lot of kindness, like from women in HEMA, like being the newbie that I am. Uh, A little baby. (laughs) No, 
Oh no, we're doing it again. I'm not the improvisation of we. Sorry, but I feel I feel like I feel like okay. Just I haven't been here that long, but I feel like there is such a like common experience with yeah. women in martial arts that when we see someone new coming in, we are compelled to give them a better experience every single time. Like, oh yeah, I want to make this even better than when I was yeah. starting out. And yeah. and there and it's it's that cycle because um you've done it for me. Cammy's done it for me. Other women, Kirsten Meredith, she has been my angel this whole mm-hmm. week. And you know, I I strive to be that for the next person who's gonna come after me because I've just I've modeled my experience um, in Hema because of all of the women who has held my hand and supported me and all that. Like, Jonna, and, and that's not Jonna, to say that yes, <laughs> you already know that you've been that. Yeah. No, no. Do you know you've done that for me? You've done that for Fran. You've done that for other women already. Honey, you're already putting back in the pot. I just hope you know that. Yeah, you put too much you put too many coins in. You know, you know, you know how I am. You know how I be. Um so like just quickly, the baby slash bitch. I, I think that the a lot of the baby, like infantile behavior in the baby, like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. That's yeah. um that is a that is a defensive position. That's to appear non-threatening mm-hmm. so that people don't expect too much of you and don't go too hard on you and don't give you a hard time. Or they don't see you as a, a like I say, they don't see you as a threat so that you're not, you know, seen to be a problem and just like the thing that girls are told that is really uh really important is more than anything else is to be liked yes mm-hmm. more than anything else is you must be liked if people don't mm-hmm. like you you failed so you gotta get yep. people to like you um whereas like the bitch is kind of like you say it's like a progression of maybe like the pick me thing but even so mm-hmm. i don't think anyone sort of actively sets out to be a bitch it's just societal perception of someone with agency and authority is like someone standing up for themselves if a guy does that stuff he's not seen to be an asshole he's just a leader um, mm-hmm. if he if he's if he's moving with confidence and you know gets through all his his uh his tests uh with flying colors he's really good he's a champ you know he's not an asshole like you know if a, if a girl does well at something like that or she doesn't you know tolerate any nonsense then then why does she have to be seen as? or i'm doing it a girl girl a woman has to be seen as a, a bitch it's just that like you know it's you cannot have it all kind of thing you can't no. you can only be one or the other yes and, and i well, find myself as an instructor kind of flip-flopping between the two kind of like the authority person and if I'm trying to sort of if I feel there's any tension then I'll just be like a bit of a clown you know a bit silly yes just Mm -hmm. to dissipate any kind of tension or make someone feel comfortable kind of thing and you could say that my role as an instructor is 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 that um but Mm -hmm. I feel like often women who are new in class or whatever they feel so responsible for other people's feelings um yeah. and it's so like <laughs> yeah, yeah late in life, like you know that people pleasing <laughs> that wanting to be liked that 
being responsible for other people kind of thing that's what brings out the kind of in, infantile behavior that like mm. a almost like a you know how little girls are like taught to be mothers straight out yep. the gate kind of thing mm-hmm. um so sexism is always mm. going to be there whether it's you know from childhood it follows us into class <laughs> it's within us uh, i was about to say it follows us into our own gosh darn minds yeah it's in our heads yes uh, and yeah so you know what can we uh like within ourselves i'm always saying like people are always saying to me you know how can we make more f- women and femme presenting people feel welcome in hema and people just say well treat them like everybody else um maybe i don't want to be treated like everybody else no. yeah i was about <laughs> to say like that's that, that's such that's such a like general like like statement to, to, to you know because not you know, every, usually every, says those every, statements too because <laughs> everyone's experience as a woman is different yep and you know there are there there are women who you know have gone through traumatic experiences and there are people there are some women who have been lucky enough to not have been through any of that but like you know there's still like certain things like across the board that's going to be similar but at the end of the day like we're all unique in our experiences as women mm-hmm. um you know because of intersectionality so yep. i think that you know saying oh yeah we'll just treat them but what does it mean when you say let's treat them like everybody else mm. just like everybody else what who is that everybody else one of the guys is it men you yeah. know what i mean like what does that mean cuz like then this is like that, that, that is about. you nailed it. That's exactly what they're saying without saying yeah. it. Yeah, treat, because, treat like a cis white hat male. Yeah, because yeah. like this is something that I've like noticed too is like whenever um whenever there is a challenge to saying that to the statement that women you know we deserve equality, it's it's always like oh well, so you I'll fight you like man or mm-hmm. like you you know we'll do everything like equally like i that's a very like warped view it's that does that that is not what that means equality like, and equity are two very and, different things and, 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 yeah and then when you go back to like the statement of you know let's treat them like everybody else you know uh, like like a dude you know <laughs> when you when you think about you know the bad bitch or like the pick me girl they're not even like being women they're trying to be like the on the same level as men they're trying to have these like masculine heteronormative um, yep. traits applied to themselves when it does not fit them to be able to be treated the same like it's 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 such like uh, it's su- it's so messed up like it it we don't win in any of that because we're like basing our performance quote unquote to be accepted mm-hmm. um and be liked, yep. Like based off of a standard that none of us can achieve because we are not men. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I went off on a tangent on no, that. No, that's okay. Like we haven't I just done that already. Because, I just hate it because my ex said that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you want you're a feminist, you want to be equal, then like do this and do that, and you know, let's like let's split things evenly, like fifty people. Like, well, excuse me, like, are you gonna like? do emotional labor to like i do because i know you don't because you don't know how to fucking do that 
Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like there is like that 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 statement of let's treat them like you know equally like everybody else. Like that is such a tricky statement. Maybe I don't like, want to be treated the way that you 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 think. Like like I see the way that sometimes men treat other men, and I don't like it. I no, like yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, treated like that. I don't no. want to be treated like a man. Like no. no. Yeah, I want to call my bad bitches and sit on my kitchen floor with a pint of ice cream and cry. Yes, (laughs) relationships. That's how where I where people can hold space for me Mm -hmm. in in in, in that state just as much as they can hold space for me and still love me and respect me as an instructor or the bad bitch Mm -hmm. or as a mother or a partner or a caregiver or a lover. Because guess what? Like that stupid Meredith Brooks song, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover. We can be all of these things. And in those states, we deserve to be seen and shown up for, regardless of whatever role mm-hmm. or, or, or side of ourselves we are in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the, the bitch as well. Like, well, obviously, no one sort of not many people like step up trying to be like a bad bitch it's just like I'm saying it's just like an external perception but or we're not given a choice yeah and what what happens is if if a woman shows any confidence or any ability what what do other people want to do knock it out of them down a notch yeah they really want to take them down a notch I think in a place, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've experienced place. that. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we all have. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's 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 hard to, like, you know, it, it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm attractive and I'm very aware of it. And I know you don't have to tell me and you don't have to shame me for that. Like, no. I don't understand that kind of mentality that when someone, when a woman owns and is self-aware of yeah. their power and their effect on people. There is How dare you? How dare yeah, you? Yeah, there's this tendency to like, whoa, like, really? Like, let's take it down a notch, baby. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not going to. Notches go up. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it, it's, it, it's definitely a weird experience. But, like, I feel like enough women who are confident – just have the same type of experience when it comes to, you know, embracing and like loving positive aspects of it, even the negative ones, just like mm-hmm. loving yourself as you are, you mm-hmm. know, you don't have to be like perceived as a very hot person, like just mm-hmm. like loving yourself, like you see it in social media, you see it even like within like the confines of like your, you know, your, your, your immediate bubble, mm-hmm. but like why, I, I don't understand that like why it, it and I and I and I think maybe it's because we hold too much power like there's so much potential for power there mm. that like once we like tap that it's like whoa that bitch is unstoppable you know what I mean talking of unstoppable bitches <laughs> uh, <laughs> unstoppable women and femme presenting people who run the world go <laughs> Oh, not, not squirrels. Uh, not squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> we run the world, girls, and and that is one. That is like a sort of silent, unrecognized power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Within the HEMA community, I think, like Kimmy, you've, you've you've 
talked about how you know we we sit on the kitchen floor with pints of ice cream crying to each other uh and holding each other together holding space for one another but on a on a sort of structural level it's women often who run clubs yeah, um, yeah. even if it's not their name uh above the door who's um, doing this running the social media who's yep. like getting all the intake students information in it's yep. them yeah. yeah i've seen i've seen kirsten meredith like work her ass off at combat con i saw Brittany reeves like just have this big booming voice coming out of her like wafy like you know body just like commanding everyone to like Purple Heart Armory is like <laughs> ran by the super sweet and amazing boss lady Natasha Dar. Yeah. yeah, she was there too. Yep. Yep. But yeah. It was it was it was incredible to see like the the command that they have and like and what you're saying, like they take care of all of that stuff, like all that oh my God, like I don't, uh, I don't know if um, this is probably before your time, but like uh, Emma Graf from Long Point. Yeah, um, again, so many strong, incredible women. Um, let's even look at like for me as you know a fiorist who works with a lot of different fiori translations. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I love my friend Michael Chittister, but at the same time, like one of the driving forces behind that is Kendra Brown. Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of the stuff that we use, there's there's so many women here mm. L- lucy easton uh, she she does a huge amount of work that puts together fight camp which is like the biggest teamer event here in the uk um you know everyone knows her husband matt easton from scholar gladiatoria uh but she you know she's like she does a, a hell of a lot of work behind the scenes uh um susan kirk was like one of the main people involved in the sort of uh, burgeoning hemocene when it started out in the early 2000s here in the UK. Caroline Stewart, my my predecessor at the School of the Sword, she was the founder of, of the school. You know, there's a lot, and, and Amelia, of course, he's, and, and Lynette, my, my fellow yeah. instructors, like, it's there's a lot of women. Um, I mean, I did a whole podcast series just to sort of underscore this point where I interviewed, like, 80 uh, women and femme presenting instructors just to sort of show you know we are out there but it's not just the instructors it is the builders it is the organizers it's the movers yes. and the shakers yes. you know the people holding the very fabric of the hemus's universe together mm. very often uh in female bodies yep um so yeah like what can like let's so i've kind of mentioned it here and i think we're kind of coming on to something a bit like and it's something that, that I was today years old when I realized this is come coming like I'm addressing my internalized misogyny here. I was today years old when I realized you don't have not everyone has to like you. Mm-hmm. It's not important to be liked. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm starting to accept that a little more, and it's hard because we're socialized to like not only want to be liked, but the idea of, of when we're not liked, it's because we have failed in yeah. what our societal role is to make other people comfortable with us. Part of being liked isn't just that I want to be liked, it's being liked means I have made everyone else around me comfortable. Yes. Yes. Being responsible for other people's emotions. Yes. Um, 
And that's not something that I realised that I was taking <clears throat> on. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people realise that they're making themselves responsible for that. Or that people, like like female people, are taking that burden off of them. Um, I don't think people realise that that, that that is something that's happening a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, I think there's something more that we need to do as clubs, but also as individuals addressing this stuff. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's I've been doing HEMA since 2010, but I'm still kind of realising all the kind of stages of development that I've gone through. Well, that's and right. Then, you and I started the same year, Fran. That's yeah. Funny. And it's all been through this filter of, you know, sexism, misogyny, whatever, like infantilization and my, my own self-perception. Uh, yeah is looking back it's like wow why did I think like that why did I you know but because of who I am you know because I've been socialized that way clearly but we need to we need to make some changes you know I think we need to celebrate not just the big male instructors and the youtubers and the uh champions uh who win stuff but the people who make stuff happen in the first place it wouldn't you know it wouldn't be literally wouldn't exist yeah Yep. So um, I think that's a good place for us to finish. Uh, unless either of you two have got something that you want to add. Just be mm. yourself. <laughs> be yourself. I learned that like in terms of like being liked and trying to be liked, being myself has been the best and yeah. easiest way for people to actually like want to be around me mm-hmm. I've made way more friends without even trying just mm. by like doing what I do like I'm a I, I, I do a lot of silly things I say <laughs> a lot of silly things I say a lot of funny shit but like <laughs> I stopped thinking about like how am I going to be perceived this more of like if I think it's funny and it's mm-hmm. not going to like you know, hurt anyone, like, why am I not going to do it? Like, mm-hmm. just to, like, protect someone's feelings, you know? And 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 it's, it's, it's given me a really positive response. Like, I have people who are coming into my life that are good and that want to be around me yeah. because they think that, you know, like, it, it's, it's not necessarily, like, you know, like, for, like, clout or anything. They just, they just like being around me. I bring joy to them just by existing you know <laughs> so like we've, we've just to, to add to what you're saying there my dear like we've talked about this in our own like little god this is gonna sound horrible like our little three-way chat that we have with each other yes and 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 you know as Fran said like this idea of like we don't have to like not everyone has to like me and because of it like it can it can be hard when our inner circle becomes smaller and smaller mm. but when we are our authentic selves where we stop people pleasing stop trying to just fit ourselves into other people's niche slots for us Mm -hmm. the relationships that we foster within HEMA within our our communities with each other are Mm -hmm. so much more genuine yeah so much more powerful so you know what not only does do I not have to be liked by everyone not only is that okay the people that will like me will be far more better people to have in my life. That is so true. I I mean, just a special shout out to you two and everybody because it's been 
a hard week for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not had a meltdown yet and I have not wavered. Like I've been able to like stay on task and be focused because of all of the people that I've made friends with and people who wanted to be friends with me and support me. It's been so much easier for me to go through the hardships that I'm going through right now because of people who genuinely care for me and actually want to see you deserve it not because you deserve it yeah and it's and it's and 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 i was just thinking about that today and i know fran and i have talked about this i'm pretty sure we have too like when you like as a person like we're all caring people right like the whole like we're all people pleasers the care (laughs) people pleasers but like it's 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 wild to be on the receiving end of that because my whole life, I've always like given my best for people. I've done a lot of things for people's benefits to help them, like not to get any kind of gain, but that's just the way I was raised. That's just who I am. Yeah. And for and for and for me to receive that kind of help, like that unconditional, it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I'm gonna be by your side. We're gonna do everything. We're gonna strategize. You yeah. don't have to do it. Do this by yourself. Yeah. Like that. That was wild. Like mm. it's blowing my mind. So then I don't like, even oh. see this as people. I don't even see it on the same vein as people pleasing because when I give myself like this to relationships like like yours and like some of my closest friends, yeah, they give it back to me. Which when you're people pleasing to mm. the wrong people, yeah, you don't get that back. Yeah, that's true. You only stay small. Yeah, and only please them. In the relationships where I show up like this, I don't, it, it, it feels different from people pleasing because the result of it is not only, yes, I'm still helping and, and bringing up the people around me, but it's not taking from my spoon pile. Mm-hmm. It's giving to my community pile. And mm-hmm. I'm watching these exact people who I invest this time in, putting it not just back to me, but into others. That right. doesn't feel like people pleasing. That's community building. Yeah. No, I absolutely. And honestly, like the HEMA community so far, like especially the ones that I've, you know, have been enmeshed in has been nothing but like the best support system I've had. Like I've been living in Utah since 2017. And this is the first time in that whole time that I've been here that I've actually felt real community. Like that's, that's how much of an impact they've made with especially and you know how they say like you know a friend in need is a friend indeed like this is it like i you know i haven't really known a this friend with rest and all the rest yeah like i haven't, I haven't <laughs> I, you know it, it's like a very short i've been it, i've been in in hema like for a very short time but like i have made such a strong like set of friends and like a safety net in like the 12 years that I lived in Florida and was in the cosplay community. Like mm-hmm. it's it's different. Like Hema people are built different. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We're built different. We are y- y'all are built different. We are built a little differently. I at least in my experience. Like the people that, that I've become sticker. close to. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh um Jana, shout, I think your club deserves a shout out for that. Yes, um, True Edge Academy of Swordsmanship in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, I yeah, they came through for me. Like everybody, just like banded, 
my car like you know broke down and all that so and I'm also in the process of trying to like move and all of that happened this month and so it's Mm -hmm. been it's been good like I all I said was like hey this is happening and then Kirsten was like this she just spearheaded this whole thing like she well, just like rallied it feels like to have people show up for you yeah and 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 she said she said something really like that's that that really stuck with me that i want to like um like kind of apply moving forward she she said that you know there were people that you know, was there for her when she needed it the most, when I, when we were in this, when she was in the same situation as I was, you know, she wanted to be that friend for me, that the friend that she had. And that to me, you know, is a lot because I always strive to be a friend to someone and for someone to say that to me without prompting them, you know, like I've never like said that kind of stuff to her, but like, I've always believed that I am that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I felt really grateful and especially like, you know, everybody in my club has like done a little bit of crowdfunding to help me get a rental at least for because they're very expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of wild, but I'm so grateful. Like I could not have held it together. Like I have only cried a tiny bit. <laughs> and y'all know me. I cry a lot. <laughs> um, I've only cried a tiny bit, but only because I've been able to stay focused and like, you know, people are telling me like, it's okay. We're going to figure this out yeah. together. And that has made a lot of difference. And going back to community, you know, like you need that. Like you really do. And, and my club has come through for me. And I never, ex- I thought I was just going to like, you know, swing swords and exercise. I did not realize that I was stepping into the community who's going to like have my back with swords and like outside of the sword experience you know so just to sort of summarize i've had some some really (laughs) cool sound bites out of this session today (laughs) so some of my favorites are uh like jana you just said the hema community could be summarized by that phrase we're gonna figure this out together yes um and i love yours one kimmy was pegs go up like (laughs) pegs don't go down pegs go up um so you know there's there's progress progress should be celebrated not uh mocked and uh yeah so uh and and you don't have to be liked is a huge revelation to me so um that leads me it to just say attracts the people that i'd rather be liked by and the spaces that i'm gonna fit in better so you yeah. know what um authentic my experience shall we say <laughs> yes being yourself will attract the person, the people who are more like you, who yeah. have the same values and same hobbies and same beliefs and all that. And that usually, you know, that works. And that's out also really empowering, I think, for for folks too, is when you see that the same tools and the things that you hold value in in your relationships and how you want to approach HEMA and your study and how you we actually want to be treated, which mm-hmm. isn't like everyone else. It's like, hey, see me as my individual self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come yeah. take me for how I am and meet me there. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is super empowering to our healing, to our journey as as human beings and as HEMA practitioners. It's huge. Yeah. See and me that's validating. Like it's validating too to see that this can work. Like you can have it all. You mm-hmm. can have step out of these roles as just being like, 
pegged as the 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 badass bitch or the baby girl or the whatever and mm-hmm. see it in action within our smaller yeah. communities. That's yeah. pretty bad. Yes. So just, uh, I think we, we mentioned this in the uh, previous podcast with uh, on the round table was like being truly seen mm-hmm. for who you really are, you know, see beyond, uh, you know, these roles that we've created uh, is what makes people feel valued and part of this community. Um, so thank you both so much uh, for joining me. It's been really, really good. We dug pretty deep. We got to a lot of... Shocker. Tricky <laughs> topics. It's great. Um, and I look forward to chatting with both of you again. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To show your appreciation, please give us a five star review on your podcast platform or support our work by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash swordwomen. Go to at swordwomen on Instagram to see upcoming interviews or visit bythesword.net to learn about our events or visit our Facebook page, By the Sword. <laughs>